This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Turn my headphone down a little bit. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy! Four, five, six. B-I-G! Sobriety just reveals the problems you've been avoiding with drugs and alcohol. Seriously? Because mm-hmm. I got like 40 years of problems stacked up here. I can barely get through five seasons of Friday Night Lights. Sure, you should. It's really good. Yeah, I will. After I watch Breaking Bad. You haven't seen Breaking Bad? I don't binge shame me, Shirley. I'm barely hanging on here. Hey, it's Taylor Swift. You're listening to the Kevin and Bean Show. <gasps> Now. It started off as a mountain, and it ended up being a mouse. Our feature presentation. You know that old expression, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, the famous one. <laughs> it's Confucius, I think you said it first. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another all-new Kevin and Bean show. This time it's for a Thursday, the 16th of May. What's up, Flagpole Cities? Oh, Bean. Well, at least it's on brand for the station. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. A lot of fraying out there today. Please be careful. I've got the news on here, and every freeway they are flying over is nonstop, nothing but just back-to-back cars. It looks very bad. Yeah, very it's, ugly. Uh, it's what we do. Mm-hmm. We, uh, mm-hmm. we panic, and there hasn't mm-hmm. been rain for a while, so we we forgot what it was. Oh, and, sure. God, it's raining! And forgot how to drive, yeah. so good luck out there. It's supposed to be a uh, a fairly quick storm going through, though. I think it's supposed to be gone by this afternoon. But uh, it's not going to be a, a fun commute, that's for sure. And actually, I'm a little bummed out today anyway, so it's appropriate that there's freeing out there. Oh, Bean, why? Well, do you mind if I let my spokesman explain? Because uh, go ahead. It's, I mean, it's, it's too painful for me to get into, so... Sure, whatever you need. Okay. T- t- take it away, Steve. Cut the damn music, please! Cut it off! I am having a very bad day. Okay. No. <laughs> I am in no mood. This today mm-hmm. is one of the worst days that I've had in a long time. Oh, I'm gosh. struggling, you guys. I'm not in the mood to play with anybody. I'm mm. suffering, you guys. I mean, this is a terrible, terrible day. <laughs> I don't know about the rest of you. I don't know about the rest of you. <laughs> this is the equivalent. Of being kidnapped. Oh, oh, oh. Stored in a basement. What? Basement. Being tortured. Oh, so detailed. And then they let you out when you're of no use to anybody. Oh. I don't like any of yous. Any of yous. What, what do I, we do? Yes? I don't, I don't know. I just feel better getting it off my chest. Okay. That's, uh, a, that's not an exaggeration at all, though, right? No. That's, no. that's very, very much how you should be feeling if your team didn't, didn't pick get the number doll. one pick. Yeah. 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 Also, Guys, uh, give the man an Emmy, you cowards. Right? <laughs> He's working his butt off. 
It's just like being held in a basement and being tortured, you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like that. But then being Come let on. go the moment you're no longer useful for them. Right. It, you know what I think? Yeah. Someone needs to check out his basement. Ooh. Right? <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. 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 Um, I take you to San Francisco, although apparently there is a chain called Clatch Coffee in Southern California. Have you guys heard of this? Are you familiar with it at all? I don't, I don't know Clatch. Clatch Coffee but, with a K. But there is a different coffee shop opening every week, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. not shocked. This place is uh, pretty fancy, and uh, I don't know how to feel about this. I do. There's a certain small percentage in my brain that says, look. If there are super rich people that want to spend their money on ridiculously expensive stuff and there's a market for it, why shouldn't a business offer it and why should I shame somebody who has the money to spend, okay? Mm-hmm. There's a certain, there's a tiny percentage of my brain that says it. The other part of my, the larger part of my brain says it's insane how expensive some stuff is and that people make it and that people buy it because I feel like money could be going to much better causes than this. This is Clatch Coffee has announced the world's most expensive coffee. It is $75 a cup. Is this one of those ones that uses the bean that's pooped through a monkey's butt? No, in fact, As they opposed come to out- those other places that's pooped through. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, in fact, the owner of Clatch Coffee has come out and specifically said this is way better than the Civet Cat Coffee that we have talked about on this show before, which is exactly as Ali describes, is they take the poop of a Civet Cat after it's eaten something, I guess, and they turn it into coffee beans. They say this is way better than that. Mm-hmm. But is there, I mean, this is what I always ask about wine. How much difference is there between a $50 bottle of wine and a $2,000 bottle of wine? Really, how much difference is there? Is it 3%? Is it 20%? I, I don't know. I have terrible taste buds, so I feel like I don't notice anything. Like, mm-hmm. I eat, you know, like Panda Express. I'm like, is this Mr. Chow's? Like, I, I <laughs> genuinely can't tell the difference, so. I mean, Ali, you know a little something about wine. Can yeah, you tell I the f- difference between a really expensive bottle of wine and not? I feel like people that know wine will say, absolutely. Can mm-hmm. I? No. Absolutely okay. not. And coffee, I know I know when coffee tastes burnt and bad, like right. one major chain, uh, um, yes. as opposed to others, but a $75 versus a $4 cup? No just, way, right? No. This is the Alita Natural Geisha 803 that is available at branches in Southern California and their flagship store in San Francisco. The 803 in the coffee's name refers to the record-breaking $803 per pound that the organic beans sold for at a recent auction. They, it, this coffee <laughs> probably won the, a very cool auction. <laughs> this coffee won the Best of Panama Coffee Competition. And this company was able to buy just 10 pounds of it. Only 100 pounds were sold at auction. Most of it went to China, Japan, and Taiwan. This dude was able to buy 10 pounds of it. And he is selling it, as I said, for $75 a cup. It's already sold out, by the way. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Apparently, he describes the coffee as a rare variety of uh, Arabica from Panama that has floral, tea-like flavor with hints of jasmine and berries. Mm. Mm. Which, I'm sure it's a good cup of coffee. But that's the thing. Like, when people taste wine and they go, oh, I sense cranberry with a boot, and then they, like, you know, stir it around. When they ask me, I, I, I taste wine. Right. I don't know yes. what else to tell you. Uh, one person who bought it said that it was very different from any coffee she'd ever tasted. My mind was a little blown by the fact that a $75 cup of coffee even exists, but it was shockingly good. 
Her friend said, when I first looked at it, I thought it would be hyper-pretentious, and I would think of all the different notes for the coffee, but I was too busy enjoying it. So, rave reviews for a $75 cup of coffee. Now, do we need this and these people, or do we just l- let them enjoy themselves? No, this is the white people, you know? Oh, it's, it's clearly white people. Yeah, absolutely. No yes. one else is doing this. It's just, mm-hmm. a, I mean, I just, I can't imagine caring enough about coffee to spend that kind of money on. I can't either. But what about the flip side that I said, which is it's their money, and if they want to spend it, that's okay. They earned it. They let, them, let them have it. Or- Absolutely. Oh, yeah. let, them, let them enjoy it. But I think the majority of people that are paying $75 for a cup of coffee mm-hmm. are doing it to tell somebody else that they spent $75 on this cup of coffee. Yeah, or for oh. the gram. For the gram. Yeah, it's, it's to chat about it and be like, wait, what? That's crazy. These that's people what- have nobody to talk to, yeah. you guys. This is on their own. They're doing conversation starters. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's what the money is. That's why the money is worth it. Yeah. Because yes. you get bragging rights with all your friends. Yeah. Or you just get to talk Instagram, about yeah. You're talking at work. You're like, oh, you drinking coffee from the pot? Oh, Uh-oh. guess what I have? <laughs> I mean, I spent all my money on coffee today. Yeah. My family's not eating, but yeah. we're cool. I, don't even, I can't even have gas anymore, so I'm walking to work. Yeah. But it's pretty good. But I'm totally fueled up on my coffee. <laughs> yeah. Very By the way. One note that I thought was interesting as a PS to this story is if you want to work at Clatch Coffee, you have to take a 406-hour training seminar. Nope. To no. be able to work at a coffee place. Four Look, couldn't I learn to fly a plane in less than 400 hours? <laughs> yeah. That's insane. Yes. That's, that's more than, like, a babysitter has to check in for registering. Like, that is such a minor, like, how? why would you even, what do you need to know? I, well, apparently it has something to do with the water temperature and uh, and when you pour it and how long you let it steep. But again, all of that, I feel like, could be covered in 20 minutes. I feel yeah. like that's one page. You just told me. Yeah. I now yeah. work there. <laughs> yes. 406 hours, you guys. Oh, Clatch. I think we need to talk to Clatch. I know. we got to get this rid of him nuts. on the phone. Yeah. Yes. We have to get I don't know. Is it one of those coffee places? There's one in Orange County that I have to say visually is super cool. They have everything on like beakers and they have Bunsen burners and they make mm-hmm. it seem like this huge science experiment is happening before you. And then they hand you coffee and you're like, Ooh, thank you. Bill Nye. <laughs> it's fascinating to watch. I wonder if it's one of those places that Boy, really gets into the science Again, of I don't it. need my coffee shop to look like they're cooking meth. Like, just get coffee to The it. place did wear white lab coats. Yeah, see, you were in, drug, you were in a drug house. <laughs> was I? Re- you know what? That was not a coffee shop. That was a trap house. It wasn't even coffee, was it? <laughs> no, but you were very hyped up. <laughs> Let's uh, talk about today's all-new Kevin Bean Show, shall we? I'm tired of suffering. I know you are. Oh, I know. It's a very, very sorry. tough time. Guys, I have a uh, story. It's a it's a real 127 hours experience. If you remember that movie with James Franco, a farmer catches his leg in a piece of farm equipment. He's the only one there, and he makes the decision that I would never make to cut off his own leg. I couldn't do Oof, it. It's a real gosh. Sophie's choice. I couldn't do it mm. with with a with a penknife, essentially. But if you knew that was your only way out, you still wouldn't do it. I just say goodbye. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm out. Okay. Uh, Jensen, you have get up on this today with a special guest. Anything you want to tease us about? Um, it's someone who's been on the show before. I feel like that's okay. a great tease. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, Bringing right. in a new project. Movie theater etiquette on the program today. Now, this seems like it's a uh, it's a constant nonstop battle with the people who are brave enough to go to a movie theater. There are lots of ways that other patrons can ruin it for you, right? Yeah. I mean, just even off the top of my head, I can come up with a million. So I'm hoping everyone feels the same way. 
Dr. Drew Pinsky on the program today. We also have more tickets to the Game of Thrones live musical experience, which looks awesome. And you're running out of time to get your tickets for the K-Rock Weenie Roast, Luau, and Beach Party. It's coming up on June 8th at Doheny. We've got them. You can win every hour on the station today starting at 9 a.m. That means you get some here this morning on the Kevin and Bean Show. We'll be right back with Allie's What's Happening right after this on K-Rock. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. All right, Allie. New day. New stories? What's happening? No, I'm actually going to repeat all of yesterday's. Oh. Yeah, so just act like you, you haven't heard them. Mm-hmm. I did not to get the memo. I'm yeah. sorry. Go ahead. No, it's cool. Um, what do you guys do when you watch a TV show that you're totally into, and then maybe a couple episodes are just not up to par? Like, you don't think they're as good as they could be, and you've invested a lot of time in said TV shows. Well, so, I understand as someone who works in television, TV is hard to make, so mm-hmm. let, give them a little bit of slack, okay? And and you know they'll get back on track. All right. Mm-hmm. For me, it depends how invested I am. If it's a show I love, I'll allow a couple of subpar episodes mm-hmm. just because I know I know it's good. I know it's ultimately a good show. If it's something I'm on the bubble about or something I'm just a season in, I, I, that's a about where you make the you pull the rip for because you go hey too much TV if this isn't great I don't have time for it so you just you'll just kind of walk away from the show if yeah. if you're not into what's it what's your over under you think I think three episodes would be my over under like if you if you blow it for three I'll probably walk away because mm-hmm. it's not a good show anymore right um I might be I might be two I think okay. two might be a two two subpar episodes in a row I might be out unless like I said it's a show I've got a real a history with yeah would it ruin your life like <laughs> would you demand that the writers of the show redo the season no because I'm not a total idiot okay. I am having a very bad day <laughs> yeah uh, I am in no mood uh-huh right. okay. I, let me let me guess uh-huh. let me just guess yes Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Their their final season has had its uh, share of complaints, but last week's penultimate episode launched a whole new set of complaints, and some irate fans have launched a Change.org petition urging HBO to remake the final season without their Emmy-winning writer and showrunners, David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. The- oh, jeez. They want... Uh- they want a do-over. Yes. So stupid. These the, people are so stupid. The petition argues that they, quote, have proven themselves to be woefully incompetent writers when they have no source material, i.e. the books, to fall back on. This series deserves a final season that makes sense. Subvert my expectations and make it happen, HBO. At the time of uh, of this writing, the numbers were a lot lower than they are now that I'm looking at the computer. At change.org. They want to get to 500,000 viewers. What do you think they're at right now? On the signing? Mm-hmm. Uh, 26,000. Okay. Bean? I was going to say even less. I was going to say there are 4,000 losers on that website. Uh, 356,799. Oh I want to go door to door. I want to go door to door, ring their doorbell when they open it, punch him in the face and walk away. Yeah, it should be allowed. You have to put your address on here for sure. Oh my God. Yes. And by the way, again, I'm um, I'm new to Game of Thrones, but haven't they been well beyond the source material of the books for they've, a couple of seasons They've now? deviated all the time. That That's the thing. Yeah, this uh, this person, wow, Dylan D started the petition to HBO. So I think we'll check in throughout the morning to see where okay. the numbers are at. But I just wanted to bring that to you. And I don't know. I feel like 
if you don't like something, you should demand a do-over yeah. from the writers. I think that's uh, that's the entitlement today. That's in the new today's policy. Society. Morons. Yeah. I'm Hulk Hogan, by the way. He demands a do-over, right? Mm-hmm. In his video. Oh. Just saying. <laughs> I mean, he should demand a do-over. He really should. Some birthdays for you guys. Pierce Brosnan, Megan Fox, Chris Novoselic, Janet Jackson, Tori Spelling, David Boreanaz, and Danny Trejo. Machete. And that's what's happening. It's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. You guys. Mm-hmm. It happened again. Somebody had to cut off his own leg. I, uh, it happened again. It happened oh, the again. old classic story. All the time. I oh. can't turn on the news without seeing somebody have to amputate something. I'm getting sick of it. I want you to hear the story from Kurt Kaser's mouth himself. He's in Omaha, Nebraska. He is a farmer who just made a simple mistake and uh, was faced with that decision about cutting off his own leg. And we'll talk about whether you could do it. I'm telling you right now, I couldn't. Unloading corn and into a bin. We were moving corn and taking from one place to the other. 63-year-old Kurt Kayser has been a grain farmer for more than 40 years. But it was one simple mistake that could have cost his life. By the way, this dude is incredibly chill through this entire interview as he is describing what has to be the most harrowing experience of his life. You'd hope. It's, yes. <laughs> it's unbelievable how laid back he is telling the story, that a story that ended up with him amputating his own leg. If I could have got by that first load, unloading, I think I'd have thought of it or seen it. But I was in that routine like I always used to do. And I, I just, I didn't think of it. He says he stepped out of his truck, turned around the corner. And stepped in the hopper in that little hole. By the way, I have uh, uh, been made fun of many times on this show for talking about putting things in the hopper. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Apparently, the hopper is a real thing, and <laughs> it's a piece of farm machinery that uh, that corn goes through, and that's what this dude stepped into. It just sucked my leg in, and and I was trying to pull it out, and it kept pulling. And there was no one around to help. When it first happened, I can remember telling myself, "This ain't good." This is not good at all. (laughs) Quick deduction there. (laughs) Is it a little bit of an understatement? Yeah. So picture it. So your leg is in the hopper, okay, which Mm -hmm. is just basically a big hole where the grain's supposed to go. And it's stuck. You have tried, obviously, to pull it out, and you can. And you feel that it is sucking you further in. Oh, Like a corn quicksand. Exactly. Uh-huh. It has to be unbelievably terrifying, as you can hear in his voice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, his blood pressure, I can hear it even now. Yeah, he has to. Obviously, he still hasn't recovered from the drama. No. Kayser couldn't find a cell phone to call anyone, his desperation growing. I, I thought, how long am I going to stay conscious here? Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I didn't know what to expect. And then I felt it jerk me again. I thought, well, I was going in and. They're going to grab me and pull me in further. And he was left with just one option. Okay. Oh, no. Eat through the it, corn. It's uh, <laughs> it's you, Allie. You're left with that one option. Can you do it? I cut off my leg. Mm-hmm. From what? The, what part? It looks like, uh, based on the stump, it looks like it's just below the knee. Ooh. With a penknife. Yeah, that's also a concern. What's a pen is, yeah, knife? I do need to know what that is because I, weapon-wise, if I mm-hmm. have like a machete, yeah, yes. it's just one shot. I think I could do yeah. it. But if yeah. you're saying I have, you know, like a, a corn on the cob end, and I have to just slowly stab <laughs> oh, fast no. on my leg, I probably won't do it. That's what he has to do. He has to. He has a little. I mean, he has a pen knife in his 
pocket. Wait, explain what I'm uh, both Allie Is and I. Is that like a Swiss Army knife? Yes. Okay. Okay. Stop no, saying yes. pen knife. No yeah. one says pen knife. Well, that's what it's called. Okay. All right. I would so, not yeah. use. No, I would not do this. I would. <laughs> so, I would just call it a day. So you have to not only cut through the skin, but uh, then obviously the tendons and the muscle. And at some point, and I don't know how it works with bone. I can't imagine you can even cut through the bone. I would think you'd have to reach down and just pull the bone out okay. of the socket. Good morning, everyone. Well, this is what I'm saying. This is the decision that's ahead of him. And I'm asking, oh, Allie, man. do you just die? Do you just wait to get sucked into that machine or pass out from the pain? Or are you able to make that first cut? Rest in peace, Allie. Rest in peace, Bede. How about yeah. you, Jensen? I'm, I'm calling it a day because of the knife. <laughs> I would because- be fine with a strong, you know, cut co, the one that goes through a rope that people try to sell you in high school. Okay. Yeah. I'd be yeah. fine with that. But With I think proper tools, you'd be able to do it. Yeah, you give me like a plastic knife. I, this is, I mean, it's nothing. I can't, I can't do that. even imagine. And by the way, they don't say anywhere in the story, and I'd love to know how long it took him to take off his own leg. But he has no other choice. He can't reach a phone. He's out there all by himself on the farm. Let's hear more. When I had my pocket knife in my pocket, I thought, well, the only way I'm getting out of here is cut it off. So I just started sawing on it. He mm. amputated his own leg. When I was cutting it, the nerve endings i could feel them just ping when every time i when i'd start sawing around that pipe i want you to think about the nerve endings oh man who's hungry i couldn't do it this dude is 63 years old he's in omaha nebraska and he's able to do it and he's so chill about it. i know he's talking like the same way i do if i have a hangnail you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I'm just going to get a Band-Aid real quick and fix it up and maybe cut it off with a little cuticle cutter. It's just like the casual. And all once it went and let me go, so I got the heck out of there. He then army crawled 150 feet across the farm. <laughs> okay. Oh, my so, gosh, this man. So when he says he got the heck out of there, yeah, you heard what that involved. It involved him crawling back to the house to make a phone call. How do you not bleed out? Yeah, that I don't get. Uh, not only bleed out, pass out anything yeah. yes. that would have ended this. Yes, not, <gasps> just the, not just the loss of blood, not just the pain, but just the stress. Also yes. the shock, yeah. And shocked, yeah. yeah. It's it's unbelievable. He was not found laying with one, you know, with half of one leg missing, just right there, you know, dead in his driveway. Yeah, I, incredible. I, I stub my toe and army crawl <laughs> down this down near the stairs to where Danielle is. I like I can't, and I'm like, can I make it? <laughs> Right. He then army crawled 150 feet across the farm to the nearest phone to call for help. I stayed conscious all the way to the hospital. I remember I'm being being unloaded up here. And... Guy's a superhero, by Absolutely. the way. Stay conscious. Despite what happened, Kayser's occupational therapist, Danny Willie, says his attitude has been extremely positive. I ain't too bad. Pretty nonchalant about everything that actually happened, like it was no big deal. It know? is what it is. Make the best of it is all you can do. I mean... I mean, it is what it is, you guys. Wow. I just cut off my old leg. It is what it is. How do you stay so nonchalant about this? How weed, is this weed, probably weed. Maybe weed. I can't. I, I don't even get this guy. Corn. I, mean, I would. I would never. Yes, corn. I, yeah, the band. I would, no, I meant the band. Oh, he listens to a lot of corn. Yeah, okay, yeah, makes yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> I would never stop, and this is not to my credit to admit this, but I would never stop being so mad at myself and feeling so sorry for myself. 
and just and just not being able to accept it. This dude has already moved on. Can't wait to, to for it to for the wound to heal enough so that he can get his prosthetic and get back on the farm. All he wants to do is get back and start start you know harvesting wheat again. Not corn. I, no, it's probably or corn. <laughs> or, or corn. Right. Make the best of it. Is all you can do. I mean, it could always been worse. I paid the price here of. Being in a hurry and not paying attention, basically. That's all it is. I just wasn't paying attention, you guys. Oh, God bless this guy. God bless him. The trooper. Yeah. Kurt, uh, Kurt Kayser. We call him Hoppy, but uh, well done. <laughs> Congratulations, sir. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Thursday mornings on the Kevin and Bean Show mean two great features that we look forward to. Our friend Dr. Drew Pinsky joins us just after 9 and just after 7, which is right now, is Jensen Carp time. Let's get up on this. Get up, get on up. Every single week at this time, I like to get you up on something you might not know about yet. Things that have not yet hit mainstream or things that may have just been released or, in some cases, things you may have missed. Mm. And this week, I'm so excited because I would have featured this uh, movie probably just out of friendship. Just brought it up in passing. (laughs) Just maybe brought it up on the radio because it's from a good person. But little did I know that Kulat Vilaysak's new documentary called Origin Story is so great. It's touching and uh, funny at times and also really uh, made me think about my friendship with Kulap, who I made come in today. Hello, Kulap. Hello. Hello, Hi, Kulap. And Hi. not only in today, in in the rain. That's true. That is commitment to friendship. In Los Angeles, we give you full cancellation rights at that point. <laughs> so. Now, let me guess, because I don't know anything about this project. Yes. I am being get, get up on here. Yes. Um, <laughs> you, you were bitten by a radioactive spider? That's oh, your origin that story? That is right. It was me and one other character. Oh. You may not, you may have heard of him. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Is it your husband, Scott Ackerman? That's, That's right. right. I figured. Bang, bang. Can I ask a question about your comic book room? Yes. So this is not what the movie is about at all, but they show a quick moment in the movie of a room that is filled wall to wall with comic books. Yes. It, uh, it's like basically a walk-in closet yeah. that has been retrofitted, retrofitted to be a library. Pretty amazing. Oh, wow. yes. it's, a, it's a real dream, but that is definitely not what the movie is about. Uh Cool Up and I were working on documentary projects around the same time back in 2014. That's and right. I had a terrible time doing it. I was like, this is a very hard pr- uh, process. But she made something that she could be very proud of. I feel like I made something that barely made the grade. Her movie is about 
Uh, and if you know Kulap at all, she is the happiest person maybe uh, in my life. A very exciting person, very funny at all times. But in this movie, you find out that her backstory is anything but. Yeah. Uh, can you explain what it is that, that you went through as a kid? Yeah, when I was 14, uh, my parents always had a really tumultuous marriage. And they fought a lot. Um, and I'd get... I'd. I'd find myself in between them mm. often. And so one night they were having a, a horrible, horrible fight. I was in the family's, uh, it was, I was in their bedroom on the family Macintosh. My mom retreats and starts complaining about my dad. Uh, and I started defending my dad. Um, he and I are, uh, we're closer. I think that I'm most like him. Mm -hmm. And then she says, why are you defending him? He's not your real dad. Oh, and she, my God. And at first, she, you kind of thought it was just like a thing thrown out during a fight. My mom um, uh, weaponizes uh, sure. words. Like words and yeah. things. Yeah. Yeah. Words. And it turns out truths and <laughs> oh, memories. No. <laughs> and and so, things that are uh, total revelations to you. Yeah. Other people may breach that or, or share that a different way, not my mother. True. And you were and 14 at I was the time? 14, which is, you guys, good lord. The worst age to learn that. The worst yeah. time. Yeah. The worst time. And so from that point on, uh, Kulap in her life, obviously everything she starts thinking back on, it's technically a lie, a lot of the things. And then in this movie, she kind of tackles a childhood that she's learning of for the first time. Uh, and it, both in Minnesota, which is where you were kind of raised by a, uh, I would, what a would sponsor you, family, a sponsor family, which is kind of a foster family, which took in her and her mom and dad. Now, real dad. Yeah, because we, um, we, my family's from Laos, and mm -hmm. my parents are Lao refugees, and so the Danielsons were uh, a wonderful Baptist family that brought us in and help my parents to kind of transition into life in America. Wow. And by the way, her parents, uh, her biological parents were refugees from Laos who uh, arrived on a tire to Thailand. No. Crossing the Mekong River. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, they, like, held... I don't I don't mean, like, a cute whitewater rafting trip. I mean, like, they held on to a good year. Yeah, yes. my mom couldn't swim, so my birth father pulled her across that way. And it's Jeez. such a, it's a, such a complex story because it's very easy to villainize uh, your, both your parents, really, at times in the film, which I know is... Sure, 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 it's sure. A very, it's a very <laughs> negative term to use, but... You also realize these two people were friends and they uh, came over as refugees. And part of the act when coming over uh, from Laos was to be a fake couple. So, like, they were just friends and were like, now, you know, oh, no, we're husband wife. They had to make that up in order to get over. Well, in part two is so, so uh, during the Vietnam War, there was a, a secret war in Laos. Um, and uh, the U.S. bombed um, Laos for about nine years steadily. Um, and a lot of people still don't know about it, even though it's no longer secret. And so I am a legacy of that war. Yeah. And so when you're in a refugee camp, it's, 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 um, it's scary. And it's safer for my mom to be married than it is to not. Yeah. Right. So they basically pretended. And Pull up. Is this the only thing you've done in your career that is not funny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, there are laughable moments in the documentary. I, I would think there would have to be just for your sanity. Yeah. Some levity, yeah. Was yeah. it uncomfortable for you to go this deep uh, and yes. this personal? And I have to tell you, I wanted to quit so many times because from 14 to about 33, that's almost 20 years and having really not asked a question. Yeah. Um, because you didn't want to really face it either. No, no. And I had found out that um, pretty early on that my birth father didn't want to have or 
I was told didn't want to have contact with me because he was worried I would want money. So then I just was like, let's pack this away. Yeah. <laughs> let's save this for a rainy day. You right. know? And I guess today's the day. There raining. it is. But- and, and you came and you and in the movie, you not only go to Minnesota, you go to Laos, you meet your father for the first time. Yeah. Uh, it is intense and at times beautiful to watch you go through the journey and the cycle. At the end of this whole thing, without spoiling anything, like, do you feel that you maybe face that demon? Yes, yes. And I think I had tied my identity to a story that wasn't true. I'd filled blanks in Mm -hmm. um, because I was just... I needed something, but so it was inaccurate. And so while I thought that I would go to this journey and then people would give me my exact like answer like SAT answers right. mm-hmm. that didn't happen more complex it's more complex than that and I think people and their relationship with the truth is so relative and it's their truth yeah. and I think somewhere in between my truth and my parents my three parents truth mm-hmm. there's or five parents or really. five parents yeah jeez how yeah that's will, true how will Thanksgiving be this year <laughs> <laughs> well do you yeah that was, I guess do you celebrate with the foster family with the sponsor family I don't mm-hmm. but um I usually host. Scott and I usually yeah, host. Yeah, for friends. And that is yeah. a great part of the movie is that she shows that she has created, because she's unable to really have a steady family of her own, she's created that amongst her friends mm-hmm. and, and her obviously her husband and, and her group around her. Um, Jensen, I want to say I'm I'm really appreciative of you pronouncing Laos uh, the way a Lao person would. Well, that's because I, I, I really engulf myself in every culture that I uh, talk about on the radio. Get up on this? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I just got lucky. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the movie now is available uh, via Amazon. Amazon Prime. Oh, Amazon good. Prime. Wow, good, I don't have to leave my house. Awesome. <laughs> it, it, it is. You're welcome. It's, it's an hour and 46. It's right in the wheelhouse for me. Uh, and it is great. And I, I can't applaud you enough for what you did. Thank you so much. Thank and any so much. anyone who like you know likes watching people uh, tackle things that you would be nervous to tackle yourself, which I like seeing in documentaries mm-hmm. a lot. Um, it's an emotional roller coaster. It truly is. And uh, congrats on making it. I was looking for a way to squirm this weekend, and it sounds like I found it. Uh, listen, if I want it. going on the poster. That's right. There's there's your quote. Uh, that is Origin Story. It is available now on Amazon Prime from Kulap v. Lysak. And that is my Get Up On This. Get up, get on 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 up on this. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. I know uh, Kevin is our big moviegoer. He's every, R.I.P. Kevin, by the way, he's every single weekend at a Southern California uh, theater. And I just, I couldn't do it. I'm sorry. I'm one of those 21st century guys who knows that in three months it's going to be available on my big screen TV and Mm -hmm. I'll be at home and be able to watch it by myself or with my wife. Why would I want to deal with people at a movie theater? Even movies that you know you should be seeing on a big screen still doesn't interest you? Still doesn't interest Oh, yeah, me. I'll see Godzilla King of Monsters on my phone. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. I watch Dunkirk on planes. Yeah, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> no, that's how it was designed, Dunkirk for a plane. But this is why I'm so surprised. Uh, I mean, this uh, this year is one of Hollywood's biggest ever as a result of some of the things like Avengers Endgame. I mean, mm-hmm. the, uh, people obviously are going to the movies and they're able to, to tolerate other people being in the theater. Jensen, you went to the movies this weekend yeah. and, uh, and had a great time. Yeah, I went and saw Detective Pikachu. Which uh, detective uh, Pikachu? That also, yeah. Uh, I went to to see that movie twice in a weekend. Uh, the first one, theater packed, mm-hmm. full house. Second one, I went. Uh, not no one in theater. It was literally me and scattered amounts. You know, maybe four people total in the theater. Well, the it, second one was way better then. Yes, yeah. I was happier with with 
less people in the theater, but not necessarily because you know how they give you these assigned seats, but when you show up to the theater, you get to pick which one on the screen. Somebody picked the seat right next to me and then sat next to me the whole theater, like the whole movie, despite the idea that the theater was completely open. They didn't get up to move and you didn't get up to move? No, because I was I was determined to not move at that point. I wanted this seat. Why? Well, because I just... You're only hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah, but then I was like, I didn't get... I, I also was like, I was pot committed. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, well, I'm not getting up now. I, it's your move. But we sat <laughs> next to each other like we were on a date or something through the entire movie. And, I, and it made me start thinking about things that kill me about theater etiquette. Like, you, if the theater is that open, you should get up and move to another row. Uh, can I just uh, ask a quick question? Yes. This was a another grown man. No. Well, grown is is questionable. How old? Probably about seventeen. Okay. So <laughs> you, a grown ass man. Yeah. Seeing P- Detective De- Pikachu. Thank you. Full uh, name. I, Detective I it. Uh, Pikachu. Right. Uh, alone. This time. Yep. Uh, and he, a seventeen-year-old. We. I mean, I'm I'm being nice. Could be eighteen. Wow. There, there's so many questionable things about this. I, uh, he also kept tapping his leg on the... Stop track. it! Jetson had a date with a teenager to see the Detective Pikachu movie. We both you, enjoyed it heavily. You should... Were you sharing popcorn? Uh, yeah. If you get my drift. Yeah, no, no. I was not sharing popcorn with the random next to me. And he should have got up and moved anyway. You I find it weird that neither moved. of you did. No, he... I was already there. I, you were also already an adult. That's what we're talking about is etiquette. And the etiquette is I was there first. He needs to move to another aisle or even one seat over. So the popcorn that we shared could be in the middle. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, so that would be there'd be, be no question about what's at the bottom of the pile. <laughs> um, we're going to talk about movie, uh, movie theater etiquette. I know there are a lot of reasons why maybe going to the theater isn't as much fun as it used to be because people are just not, they're not thinking about other people no. anymore. Mm-hmm. We don't live in a super courteous uh, society anymore. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much I'm going to do what I'm going to do. So we want to talk about your movie etiquette uh, complaints that you have at 1-800-520-1067. I have one that I'd like to throw out there, before we get to calls. And that is, we most often hear about this dilemma on an airplane. But what about in a movie theater? What's the deal with the armrest? I had that my first Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Yeah, the guy, it's a good question, though, because I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer either. Mm. I think you're just supposed to split it. So both of you are sort of like casually. Like yours is more towards the back. His can be more towards the front. Yeah. Yeah. I I really do think that. I don't know. Is there an answer to that? That is awfully close to a stranger. though. I know. Mm -hmm. To share an armrest. Yeah. I mean, Allie, what do you do? You don't go to the movies. I'm going to the movies this Saturday. All right, and if somebody sits down and take, takes your arm... Yes! Thank you for recognizing my greatness. First time in the 21st century. If somebody if somebody sits down and takes the armrest to the left and the armrest mm-hmm. to the right, what do you do? I don't use the armrest because armrests don't really matter to me. Oh, they matter to me. Yeah, I'm not Whoa. a big armrester. Makes me comfortable. Yeah, I don't wow. have long arms, so mm-hmm. they could just be by my side and in my lap, and I'm fine. Are so you're, you you're also to... being bullied at that point, just so you know. I'm also like a, a T-Rex. <laughs> yeah, when you flailing. go yeah. to the movies this uh, weekend, are you going to see... A detective uh, Pikachu. Uh, no, I am actually seeing a um, an early screening of Rocket Man. Oh. And I oh, cannot wait. Oh, okay. That'll be fun. Can I throw one more out? Yes. Okay. 
when you see a movie with a friend nowadays, you have to buy the tickets. You know, one person has to buy the tickets so that they're together. Mm-hmm. The awkward, hey, man, you owe me uh, $13 when you If meet. you buy the tickets, yeah. yeah. What an awful moment. There yeah. should be a way to, like, remind them through the website you buy the like the ticket through. Like a little nudge. Hey, yeah, you like pay a little your nudge. Friend. Hey, pay your friend. You bought the tickets. Because you feel awful as you're walking to the theater. Or they'll say like, oh, I'll buy the food or mm-hmm. something. It still doesn't work. Like, I'm not even saying I need the money back, but I hate that back and forth. That's bad etiquette. There should be a way. You just see them, they hand you the ticket, and then you go, oh, I owe you the money, and then give the money. Hmm. Yeah, I see what you're saying. You hate okay. the fact that it's it's on you to not only pay for both tickets, but yeah. then to also be the collector to get exactly. your money back. Exactly. It puts you in a I terrible situation. Totally get it. Yeah. All right, let, let's take one quick call before the break at 1-800-520-1067. Let's make it line one. Say hi to Alex. He's in the LBC, and he joins us on Kerouac. We're talking about movie theater etiquette. This might be a good idea for people to pay attention. Write this stuff down if you need to, and keep <laughs> it in mind the next time you go to a Southern California theater. All right, Alex, you're on the air. What's up? Uh, I've got two quick things. One, if there should be a rule, if the movie's already started and you come into the theater late, you're relegated to the first two rows or the very back. You shouldn't be able allowed to play Tetris. That's great. With people in the rows moving people left and right. The yeah. other is at the concession stand. Please know what you want to order before you get up there. Don't decide. Amen. Oh, Amen. Alex 2020. Alex. Those are great. Yes. Alex, you need to be run. You could, Will you please buy a theater chain? Seriously. That I'm was very good. to your place. Very That's good. A, a, outstanding work, sir. Appreciate that. 1-800-520-1067. What do you want to add to the list about going to the movies? What sucks about it? And what can we change? Give us a call. We'll talk to you next on K-Rock. Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Right now we're talking movie etiquette. What do you want to add to the list? Joseph La Mirada, line four. You're up next on K-Rock, sir. What's happening? Good morning, good morning. So, best thing not to take in, bag the chips. Yes. Mm. You know, oh. for two for two reasons, Joseph. Bag and crunch. Exactly. Had a lady bring a big uh, family-sized bag of Doritos. I let it go for a little bit, but then the kids started fighting over it. I couldn't handle it. I reached over, grabbed the bag, threw it across the aisle, and said, go ahead and get it. (laughs) Beat it, kid. Uh, There are several items that are for sale in a lot of movie theater lobbies that are problematic, I think. I mean, even when you buy the candy that's in a box, like Mike and Ike's or something like that, or Raisinets, I mean, people do shake the box, right? Mm -hmm. People do tip the box. I mean, they're not going out of their way to be quiet with their snack food is what I'm saying. No. That's Something a temporary. That's a temporary annoyance as opposed to a bag. Every time you reach in, there's a noise. Every time you bite down, there's a noise. It's yeah. like and these kids just weren't eating one every few every few minutes. It was oh constantly over and over and over. So there's no way. I swear to God, if somebody does it again, I will lip, I will lip smack them. <laughs> All right, fair fair enough. Uh, Joseph, we're adding that to the list. Thank you for the call, sir. And uh, Chip, you must be very disappointed to find out no chips allowed in a movie theater. I'm very upset. I mean, you were hoping to go see some of these movies this year. Dear Kevin and Bean, Jonathan writes in, I went to a movie with a lady next to me who had an emotional support dog on her lap. Snapped at me in the beginning of the movie. Watch your movies at home, dog lady. Uh, What are your thoughts, Jensen, on you're the movie etiquette guy? You brought it up. How about emotional support dogs to the movies? It's very difficult for me to ever say no to a derg. Uh, so I think I want to look over and see a dog throughout the movie, even if it snaps at me. Okay. I so think it's every, a, if it's a good, everybody if it, should bring their dogs. Obviously, if it's a good boy, it's better. But 
any, sure. any dog. 1-800-520-1067. It occurs to us there are lots of ways people can ruin the movie experience for you. Let's go to Eric. He's in Torrance. Line four. Up first, this segment on the Kevin and Meet Show. Hey, Eric. Hey, good morning, KR crew. Hey. What do you want to add to the list? If uh, people are wearing shoes or sandals to keep them on their feet and not to put them on the back of the seats, because I tend to focus on the foot rather than the movie. What kind of monsters are putting their feet up on the seats in a movie theater? I mean, feet, literal feet. Yeah, not just shoes, he's saying. He's saying they take them off and then put them up. unbelievable. I can't believe anyone. You've seen that? Yes, it is gross. That is gross. Why are people just putting their feet up anyway? You wouldn't do that at your own home. It's no, disgusting. Sometimes you see it on Instagram. People take photos of like uh, airplanes. Passenger shaming. Yeah. yeah. It, yeah. And you're like, what are you doing with your feet? Even without yeah. your socks on, you uh, no. weirdo. Unacceptable. Eric, Eric, we will allow it. Thank you for the call. Appreciate that. Let's go to Vanessa in Whittier Line 2. She's coming from a different angle. She says she has an excuse for her bad movie etiquette. Hi, Vanessa. Hi. Uh-oh. What happened? What, what happened? Why were you raised by wolves? Uh, I don't know. And when I was younger, too, we would walk in with extra large pizzas, and they never told us anything <sighs> when we were younger. Extra large pizzas, just having a full <laughs> meal. I mean, I don't hate yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we are kind of on your side here. But, I mean, and also, I'm not hearing your pizza. It's just you guys are just kind of reaching over each other and stuff. Yeah, but um, we went to the Beauty and the Beast with Emma Watson. And um, me and my son, I guess we were singing too loud, but I I don't know. I wasn't paying attention. And when we left, my sister said that I guess the lady told us to shut up, but I didn't hear her. You were singing too so, loud. Yeah, you are too busy singing yeah. and talking, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, Vanessa, don't keep doing what you're doing, but thank you for the call. We appreciate it. Let's go to David Granada Hills, line three, up next on the Kevin Abin Show, movie theater etiquette. Hey, David, you're on the air. Oh, hi. Um, you got my name wrong, but okay. Um uh, <laughs> So whoever said about um, the um, uh, talking, or I'm saying about talking. Sorry, this is working talking out well. <laughs> what is your What is your real name? Thaddeus. Hmm. Huh. All right. It says David Adams on the screen. I apologize. We didn't get a meter on, but at least I know the word talking. <laughs> Talk about etiquette. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what were you going to add? Go ahead, uh, Thaddeus. All right, so talking during the movie depends on the movie. Nope. No. What are you, nope. what are you going to see the room? What, I don't understand. What, no. what, what movie are you allowed well, to talk end, in? Well, no, Endgame, because you're, like, cheering on everybody. It, like When you first see it, you're cheering on everybody. When you see people on, on screen, you're like, yeah. Or well, when I when I saw the movie, I went to El, El Capitan and saw it, so everybody in the movie theater was just, like, roaring and every single time. Uh, I, I, I think I get what he's saying. Like, Star Wars, when Force Awakens came back, came back, or Force Awakens yeah. started, Star Wars came back. you see that scroll, everyone cheered. And that's understandable. But to do it throughout the movie at certain points, no. But just a little bit of excitement when you see a character come back, I think that's kind of cool. Maybe, I think not- it's okay for an yeah. event movie, but yeah. that's... That's very different from people who just talk oh, during no, a movie. Oh, no, that's not talking. That's not yeah. what we want. Yeah. Right. All right. Th- thank you for the call, Thaddeus. We appreciate it. Michael writes in, Kevin and Bean, movie theater rule, 
Number one, if you are sick, stay home, people. I do not want to listen to you cough and snort. Please also do not expose us to all your contagion. I think that's just good advice for anything in yeah. public, right? I would yes. say. Uh, Muggs, you stepped in. What's up? Yeah, uh, get your REM sleep at home. Leave that <laughs> for home. I went to Captain Marvel at TCL Chinese Theater, which is like a $20 ticket. Five minutes into the movie, guy, two uh, two seats next to me, snoring <gasps> loud. <laughs> No. To the point to the point where like people in front of me like are turning around and looking at me and then they're like, is that guy snoring? What what's going on? It was cause so all the so quiet, distracting. It was yeah. all, all the quiet parts of Captain Marvel, you're just like you're hearing this guy just saw logs. It was why insane. did no why did nobody reach over and shake him awake? I don't know. That's technically assault. Yeah, yeah. I thought I thought about <laughs> it's doing kind it. Of not a good I move. thought about yeah. doing it, but I, 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 like Jensen said, like what, like what if like he wakes up and just decks me? <laughs> just yeah. Like you don't, you just, don't touch a stranger. <laughs> no, no, exactly. No, no. Uh, my my dad was a bit of a REM sleeper in movies, and, and one time he fell asleep, and he then fell asleep through another showing of it. <laughs> so he wasn't meant to see that movie. Yeah, like they just. I'm sure they made sure he wasn't dead, but then he just saw the movie <laughs> oh, again, no. and then he he's like, I woke up and they were cleaning the theater. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Can we deal with uh, phones real quick on line four? Because we haven't even mentioned phones. Kavork is in Pasadena. He's up next on the Kevin Beach Show. Seriously, telephones in a movie theater. What say you, Kavork? Hey, so worst thing is the people who use their phones in the theater, but they have their brightness all the way up. Mm-hmm. How about the worst thing is people who use their phones, period, period even if yeah. the brightness is all the way down and they're still texting or whatever? No, no, no. I do. I do have one... One caveat: I'm not against one check in a in a movie if it's like a long two hour, three hour movie. One check to make sure there's no emergency, and if there is an emergency, go outside the theater. But I give you one check, and that's it. Let's close with Marissa. She is on line three. La Mirada, our final call on this topic. Marissa, thanks for checking in. What's going on? Hi. Good morning. Morning. So I'm a nurse, and so if you have lights, don't go to the movie theater. I really hate it. <laughs> Patient came uh, in. Um, she was complaining of like her head scratch, you know, itching, and yeah, she said that she went to the movie theater. So that's where she got it. No, <laughs> no, no one. You shouldn't even leave the house. You should Mm-mm. be so. You should have to shave your head and stay inside for months. You know, I think that's so after that, yeah, it's disgusting. So after Jen- that, after I knew that, I go to the movie theater with a hoodie on. <laughs> oh, I think that's very smart. I mean. Jensen doing the popcorn trick with a teenager during the Pikachu movie is now not the worst thing I've heard today. Thank you for the call. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 
New uh, last word on movie theater etiquette. Deborah Jean writes in at the Kevin Bean Twitter account, at Kevin Bean. All these reasons are why I go to my local drive-in. Two <laughs> movies for nine bucks. I smoke all the herb I want in the car and no assholes chewing loudly behind me. God, I hate people. I think the drive-in is perfect for Deborah Jean, don't y'all? That I does have seem good. never been to a drive-in. Oh, they're so fun. I ever. know, ever. Wow. I know. There aren't many left in Southern California. There aren't. There, there are a couple, though. Yeah. I need, that, I need to. I think you would have a good time. I, I think really so, too. Enjoy. All right. Um, Allie is here. Time for another look at what's happening here on a Thursday morning Kevin and Bean show. What's well, going on? we talked at the uh, beginning of the show about the Game of Thrones petition on change.org by a, a very uh, angry man. Pretty upset. You're a loser. At, uh, a bunch of complaints about this season of Game of Thrones. So he created a petition urging HBO to remake the final season without the Emmy-winning writer and showrunners Benioff and Weiss. Uh, the petition argues that they have, quote, proven themselves to be woefully incompetent writers when they have no source material, i.e. the books, to fall back on. This series deserves a final season that makes sense. Subvert my expectations and make it happen, HBO. Um, to rewrite yeah. and reshoot yes. the final season of Game of Thrones to their satisfaction. Yeah, by the way, one of the most expensive seasons ever made that's drawing in, you know, millions upon yeah. millions of viewers. They shot a battle that took 55 days yeah. to complete. I yeah. mean, do, these guys are virgins. Well, I hate them all. At least Dylan is alone. Oh, wait. 356,799 people yeah! have signed that Don't petition. applaud those people. <laughs> it is insane. But we will be checking in with that number throughout the show because it is nuts. Uh, also a nuts number. Uh, Lamar Odom says that he's a sex addict who has slept with over 2,000 women. Yeah! Uh, these applause that are being handed out too yeah. easily, I uh, think. Four years after he was found unconscious from a drug overdose at a Nevada brothel. Nevada. Nevada. Former NBA champion and Khloe Kardashian's ex-husband, Lamar Odom, revealed that he has a sex addiction. This is all in his new memoir, Darkness too light. He talks about Is it Nevada how, or Nevada? Right. Because I've said Nevada mm -hmm. and people were like, Nevada, huh? I just do it because of Veep. I love it. Uh, Lamar opens up about how he regrets cheating on Chloe when they were married, but his specific quote was, I couldn't keep my D in my pants and the coke out of my nose. I mean, who amongst us? I bet he doesn't regret all 2,000 of them, though. I bet there are a half a dozen at least that he goes, you know what? Worth I'm, it. Yeah, I'm keeping that one. Yeah. <laughs> but Lamar Odom, I'm assuming, at some points got into some territory he'd like to take back. He did talk about um, a bunch of different reasons why he would uh, do the drugs and call on whether they were sex workers got it. or strippers or whatnot. But he said, I have no problem paying for sex. Not a big deal. Lamar Odom. So Lamar Odom, more than 2,000 women. Seems and like that's, a lot. you know, I got my own experience here, mm -hmm. and that mm -hmm. doesn't seem like that many to me. But to right. you guys, right. does that seem like a lot? That is a lot. That is a lot. And I think it is a lot. Okay. Isn't that, Will Chamberlain, I think, said he had 20,000. 20,000. Mm -hmm. So this right. is 10%. That makes about sense, like, as far as skill level. Okay. <laughs> I think Lamar Odom is about 10% Will Chamberlain. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 
How much? Uh, how, how much tail is Boban getting? Do you think? Oh, oh, oh hold on, to those ears, hundred thousand, yeah. right? Oh yeah, Boban. <laughs> I, I feel like Boban barely has time to play basketball. <laughs> Get that weak stuff out of here. Do you think he says that to chicks yeah. though? Yeah, that when are like, done. hey, I'd like to, you know, maybe cuddle. Get that weak stuff out of here. Get that weak stuff out of here. Get his weak stuff out of here. Yeah, he's in John Wick three. Yeah, he is. Yeah, Boban is. Yes, mm-hmm. he is. He is. Imagine his line. I see Boban has found the roomy eight-passenger Nissan Armada. This sound system is awesome. Okay, Boban. <laughs> what? <laughs> what about John Wick? I love it so very much. You must be sad about your dog. Guys, Kelly Ripa is on the receiving end of Bachelor fans' wrath after calling the series creepy and gross on Tuesday's episode of Live with Kelly and Ryan. And now Bachelor creator Mike Fleiss and host Chris Harrison have weighed in. Here is what Chris Harrison tweeted, which this seems like targeted harassment. He said, look out, Bachelor Nation. Kelly Ripa is coming after you and your disgusting Monday night habit. Oh, my. Hmm. That seems aggressive, right? Uh, Wait. I'm sorry, I missed the thread of this. The, uh, Kelly Ripa is having a problem with The Bachelor, yeah, and they're fighting back. She, she creepy says and it's weird. creepy and gross. Okay, so, gotcha. um, Chris Harrison, right. Chris Harrison is sicking uh, the Bachelor Nation on her. And okay. then uh, Fleiss added, "Easy, Kelly Ripa. The Bachelor franchise pays your salary." Ooh, wow! A, all ABC. Yeah, um, it is creepy and gross, but mm-hmm. I think that's why people like it. Yeah, yeah. She wound up saying, uh, "You guys, you know how I feel about the show. It disgusts me. I can't stand the idea of twenty-five exceptional women fighting over one ordinary fella." In my opinion, you know how I feel, ladies. We are too special to be arguing over a guy. She should have added at the end that, like, uh, and it's about time we all listen to women or whatever. How, like, every... And it's a good time to start believing women. Yeah. Thank you, Constance Wu. In every press release. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty interesting, though, that the creator would tweet something like that. It got into his head. Yeah. Kelly Ripa, man. Wow. Battle rapper Kelly Ripa. It's, uh, it's pretty serious, you guys. Um, listen, I haven't talked about Jeopardy because Ugh. James Holzhauer is off. Um, he cut, gets back on the 20th. They've been doing the Teachers um, Championship, which has been great. Uh, that wraps up um, on Friday. But just let me let me go through some numbers for you. If you don't understand what James Holzhauer is doing, he is on a really steady run of making a ton of money. He has made, as of May 3rd, $1.7 million, which averages out to about $77,000 per game. And that's what makes him an astonishing champion is the way he's playing. He's just shattering every record for single-day winnings. He holds the 10 highest single-day winnings in the show's history. Just to to give you um, the other side of that, Ken Jennings, who's the all-time Jeopardy money leader in regular play, $2.5 million, but it took him 74 games to get there. Uh, he he's gonna get beat if James keeps going because he's only on game 22. But just to give you an idea of the power of something like this, Jeopardy was averaging 13.28 million viewers for the first week of April. That uh, or for the week. By the way, that number shot up from the first week 10.9 million viewers. 
Then at the end of that month, 13.28 million. That's a gain of 32% over four weeks. Do you know how insane those numbers are for a show? He is. He's like the Tiger Woods or whatever. He's like the most important part. Like the, It's like the sport didn't exist before him, it feels like. Yeah. The week of April 29th, by the way, uh, Jeopardy was the ratings winner for same-day audiences for every Nielsen-rated show in primetime. That includes Big Bang Theory and the initial tune-in for Game of Thrones because it doesn't include streaming and whatnot. And Young it Sheldon? Beat- it beat Young Sheldon. How do you too. beat Young Sheldon? Is it still on right now, think, or is it just know. Big just... Big Bang? But uh, uh, those are gangbuster numbers, you guys. Yeah. All I'm saying is he's he's back Monday, and I think maybe we all tune in and we give the man the respect that he deserves. Get his weeks on all How of you. How dare you? Will he ever lose? I don't know. I don't know at this point. Because even if he misses, you know, occasionally. He'll miss a question. He's not a huge pop culture guy. Yeah, but if he buzzes in 30 times, he might miss one. Right. But he he generally has built up such a lead so early in the game that he can afford to miss questions and still win. And because he's getting them correct, the chances of him getting the Daily Double are huge. And And then him going all in on the the Daily Double is huge. He's gambling on the Daily Doubles. Yes. Because that's his profession. And, and he starts with the with the highest um, amount in every, every category. Has he broken Jeopardy forever, do you think, Allie? Like, is this, a, is this, is this like a, a, a rule quick change? Yeah. This, yeah. yeah, this has to be how people start playing in order a- to absolutely. win. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it, you guys. We got to get him in here. Oh, my God. That would be the greatest. We, Dave, we got to work on that. <sighs> it's Dave listening. What? We yep. got it. We got, All right. We'll, we'll we, we talk gotta, to you. We got to get the Jeopardy dude after. in here eventually. Who? Ken Jennings? Got it. Yeah, oh, he's killing how it. How dare you? <laughs> Some birthdays for you. We've got Chris Novoselic, Pierce Brosnan, Janet Jackson, Megan Fox. Megan, I just want to say one question. Hello. Oh, thank you. <laughs> David Boreanis, Danny Trejo, and Tori Spelling. I don't know. Ask Tori Spelling's mom. No, it's definitely her birthday. It's, it's right here, so we don't need to ask her. But that's what's happening. The Kevin and Bean Show, world famous K Rock. We had a uh, serious discussion yesterday whether this was a topic we were even going to bring up on the phone in our weekly visit with Dr. Drew. And I think, Allie, you pointed out that this is not the kind of topic most people would ever come to the Kevin Bean Show expect to hear about. Yeah, I said they don't they don't come here wanting to hear it, I believe is what I said. Right. And I don't disagree with you on that. But it is the hottest issue in the country right now mm-hmm. as a result of the states near me, uh, Georgia, first with the heartbeat bill. And then yesterday, Alabama po- um, passing the strictest abortion law in the nation. Twenty five white guys deciding that nobody in the state of Alabama can ever get an abortion again. And as they said on SNL over the weekend, making Mother's Day mandatory. I feel like there are a couple of issues beyond the moral issues that we're not going to change anybody's mind about, mainly medically and legally. I think Dr. Drew Pinsky is the perfect guy to talk about because he knows a lot about both aspects of that. And we welcome the good doctor back to the Kevin Beecher. How are you, sir? I'm good. Such an unpleasant topic. I mean, I just, it's, it's, it's fraught with difficulty and let's just, you know, stated up front, we're not taking a position. We're just trying to analyze what we're all contending with here. I just, okay. I, I, beyond anything, Dr. Drew, I can't believe we're having this discussion. It feels like for I years know. we were told yeah. this is impossible, there's no way, and then now it happened overnight. Well, no, I, I've heard for years that it could go state, that could still be our reality, that each state decides. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and here we are. I mean, what's, what's weird to me as it pertains to that phenomenon of states deciding these major issues, I feel like we live in a country where uh, the, the so-called United States have become 50 individual countries. Yes. They're so different now. It's unbelievable. I agree. And I, and I mentioned legal and medical, and I want to get your perspective on both. And let's start as a practicing physician. We have heard in the past when this issue has come up that outlawing abortion is not going to stop abortion. Women are still going to figure out a way to terminate pregnancies just in a much less safe way. Is that accurate? I, I don't think so, uh, because most abortions are done now with a pill. And so maybe they won't be supervised quite as effectively as they should be, but you can get those pills. Uh, it's not the whole idea of back alley abortions is a rhetoric that needs to be put to rest. The fact is, it's a pill. You can get that pill on the dark web. You can go across state lines and get the pill. Uh, and it's over with, you know, within a day or two. Uh, so I, I expect women, you're right, will continue to do uh get them when they need them it's just a they won't be able to get it in their home state which is unfortunate and b they may take unnecessary risk or they may take risk in terms of breaking the law well it's, and it's not regulated it, the law. it clearly won't be regulated if they're getting it on the dark web or through another state and, or and you don't really yeah. you don't really think a 17 year old in uh, montgomery alabama is going to know how to access a pill on the dark web do you doctor uh, I, i'm not saying uh, that they should i'm just saying that the rhetoric about uh, the the back alley abortions, all that needs to be shifted to the medical reality that we deal with right now. Well, and if we're going to stick with that, let's also talk about uh, access, just money wise, to crossing state lines, to accessing the web. And you're transportation. Oh, I, yeah, you're ruling I, out a you, large. You guys are, you, but you're you're going into position now. I'm just saying this is what they're contending with, and, and this is. It's, I'm not saying it's good. Uh, good for sure. I'm just saying we need to understand what it is that people in those states are going to be actually contending with. Drew, I do have a question that I don't understand on Twitter that I see people talking about every once in a while, which is if someone has a miscarriage, it will play into this? How, uh, how is that? I I don't see how it could. I mean, miscarriage is, is, is maybe it's the way the miscarriages are managed now or something, okay. or they're going to have to go to deeper length to try to preserve these pregnancies and, i mean think about it what do we do what do you do with frozen fetuses and things now i mean are people going to be if they mishandle a fetus they're going to be guilty of murder now? yeah i mean this is weird it's getting bizarre and the well, other the other some some miscarriages are medically listed as an incomplete abortion when you get a dnc you need that in miscarriages miscarriages are always called incomplete abortions by doctors so i think so that's what they're saying they're called spontaneous abortions, and then they're incomplete if there are products of conception left behind, which there frequently are, and so they have to scrape that out. And so they're saying that that's going to fall into the Alabama law? I can't imagine. that. That's bizarre, because that's just leftover tissue. I mean, it's nothing. It's all terrifying. Not, all right, not at all. Me... I don't know. I, I don't know. This yeah. whole, the whole thing, here's the, my basic feeling about that law in Alabama. Gross. It feels gross. It's awful. Even, it feels, even, it feels, uh... it, even even some uh, you know right wing Christian people have come out recently. Pat Robertson, Pat Robertson yesterday, and so it went too far. It went too far, and, and but, what? But it feels it feels gross just just from the standpoint of how deep into our relationships and our body that state government is getting. It's gross. It okay, gross. let me jump it, in here because incredible. this is this is my this was going to be my next question. So this is twenty five white men yesterday who decided this. 
Dr. Drew, you deal with patients all the time and you have government regulations that you have to abide by. It's not like the government has been out of the doctor-patient relationship in the past. They control what prescriptions you can give and how many you can write and things like that. But this seems like such a deeply personal decision that I believe should be strictly between a woman and her family and her physician. And I don't think the legislature of Alabama or the Supreme Court of the United States should have any say on it at all. How do you feel as a physician about that? A physician, it feels gross to have them there. But I, but you're right, Bean. They're there in almost every aspect of my relationship with patients now. And it, it is part of the big problems in medicine. Everything you, there's nothing more effective than a motivated patient and a caring physician and every piece that's laid on top of that makes that relationship adulterated and makes the system worse and this is just another disgusting way that they're digging up into it in ways that seem just excessive so excessive Mm -hmm. and drew where is uh, where does rape victims and incest situations fall into this they don't care right no exceptions no exceptions but here's the the law again i am not stating my position i'm stating a logic that is presented on their behalf which is that it's not the that the fetus is the most um we we protect the most vulnerable with our laws Mm -hmm. the fetus is the most vulnerable it is inevitably going to be a unique human being, and therefore that inevitability needs to be protected, mm-hmm. regardless of the source of this um, fetus. The no reason what, it's there. It, right, exactly. Okay. And so that logic protects everything. And it, think, how, think how many lives that really God, I wish they cared so much about high school students with guns, but... Um, let me ask, uh, let's, t- let's turn our attention to the legality of it. And I know this is something you have been and will be talking about in your KBC show as this story continues to unfold. And that is, it has been thought for 50 years or whatever it's been since Roe v. Wade that that is established law. There is a great deal of precedent and that it can't be touched. Um, these guys in Alabama yesterday, I mean, they're not backdooring this. They're no. coming right out and saying, we are going for Roe v. Wade. We are passing this law because we want it get, to get it in front of the Supreme Court because they know there's a conservative majority on the Supreme Court now, and they think that it has a real chance to be over, overturned. Do you I, see I that, you see that possibly no, happening I, nationwide? I, I, I do not. I, I mean, look how we're all reacting to this this state doing what it's done. I can't imagine it. I, again, I've been... Uh, I've been flabbergasted and gobsmacked by many things our government has done, but this one would be a topper. But I do believe, because it is a conservative court, they will in some fashion turn it back to the states. I really believe that's going to happen. And so you're going to have these anomalous sort of uh, rogue states getting into people's lives like Alabama. California is the least likely state to go Alabama's way, though. I think California is probably always going to be safe if there there were ever if there were ever something to take a stand against the federal government i would i would humbly argue it's not the sanctuary issue it would be this issue were the roe v wade to be overturned then then there'd be reason for california to kind of stand up and go hey 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 i can't i can't it just seems too it seems too bizarre doesn't it It seems like science fiction yeah Yeah. it seems like science fiction it's handmaid's it's handmaid's tale let me close. Yeah, exactly. Let me close with one more thing that we haven't discussed at all, and that is Alyssa Milano has got to stop with this sex strike. Like, <laughs> like we don't need women out there saying don't have sex with no, dudes but, anymore. But that's how, a how that's ironic. the wrong direction, right? Yeah, it's not. I, I think I, I get the sentiment. I don't think the, the forum was right. And how about you know declaring that women have rights over their bodies? So she's going to tell women what to do with their bodies. <laughs> that <laughs> is a good irony. Yeah. It, it's also it's also rolling back a draconian idea about women 
don't not enjoying sex, but using it to, to manipulate men or something. It's just very bizarre. Well, I, it's very problematic in a lot of ways, mostly the part where the women aren't going to have sex with the men anymore. That's the part I have problems with. <laughs> All right, I Dr. Drew, we appreciate you threading this very difficult needle here this morning. DrDrew.com, Dr. Drew Midday Live, Monday through Friday, noon to 3 on 790 KBC. Don't forget all the great Dr. Drew podcasts on his website as well. And you can download the Heal app on the App Store or, or uh, Google Play to have a doctor now in the comfort of your own home. Thank you for taking the time to have this chat, Dr. Drew. We love you. We'll talk to you, you next week. It. Thank you, Drew. All right, we'll see you. It's the Kevin and Bean Show, the world-famous K-Rock. Allie is here with our final look at what's happening on a Thursday. Well, first, before we even do that, I, yes. just, I need to address that I'm a better person now than I was oh, even an hour ago. Yeah, you, oh, you, you what, met what, God. What's going on? Well, uh, it appears that Warner Brothers, the movie house, the production company, mm-hmm. has sent me a care package filled with Detective Pikachu merch. Live in it, guys. I have I'm a. Sorry, right, hold on. Are we talking about a Detective uh, Pikachu? That's right, uh, Detective Pikachu. Uh-huh. I have now a beach towel. Mm-hmm. I have action figures. I have cute little light-up ears that are attached to the hat because I don't want the ears if they don't have no. the hat. Uh, but yeah, we're uh, I'm basically a Pikachu dude now. You have so many straws with like the yeah. characters on it. Yeah. You have um, uh, Slurpee thermoses. cups. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got hooked up. I'm basically the world's biggest. Uh, Detective Pikachu memorabilia collector now. That's something else right there, man. I'm going to have a room filled with just Pikachu, a Detective Pikachu. Yeah. I will say this. uh, Watching him go through this gift basket and realizing that some of the things did things like light up or this dog (laughs) thing shoots his tongue across the room. Watching Jensen realize that those things weren't just things you would hold in your hand and love on their own, but they actually did something. It was like it was like watching a child uh, just learn the greatest thing ever. Well, I, I it, got to see it live. It, I'm nervous that Christmas will be a letdown this year. Yeah, even with a, a new child. <laughs> <laughs> I worry that having a baby will be a letdown yeah. compared to I, uh, right. I'm nervous. A basket that, full of Pikachu. Exactly. I feel like I've already had the best delivery I could have this year. So it's going to be the baby's name, right? Uh, Detective Pikachu. Yeah. Yes. Dude, be great. dude, you have to. Wouldn't you it be have great? to. What if? It would be the greatest. This is my son, Detective. Detective? What's Detective his middle what? name? Pikachu, Pikachu, obviously. Yeah, it would be great. It's not even like a big part of Pikachu's story until uh-huh. now. Like, they picked it. It was like supposedly like an obscure story. But, hey, baby name? Yeah. Look, you're, uh, I mean, you're a minor celebrity. Uh, minor. You have to you have to compete with the pilot inspectors of the world and the moxie mm-hmm. crime fighters. I mean, get in yeah. there, Jensen. You're right. I got to talk to Danielle this weekend. Yeah. Do some wooing. Yeah. Okay. Woo! Oh. Oh, Ric Flair's in the hospital. Shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. Sorry. Guys, remember last year when Danny McBride helped to revitalize a hugely successful horror franchise when he co-wrote the script for Halloween? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Could Chris Rock be doing the same for another series? Yeah, I said it. Chris Rock. Well, Lionsgate and Twisted Pictures have just announced that they have partnered with Chris Rock to spin off and expand the World of the Saw franchise. Yay! New film to be released October 23rd, 2020. Chris Rock says in a statement, I've been a fan of Saw since the first film in 2004. I'm excited by the opportunity to take this to a really intense and twisted place. You guys, the screenplay is based on a story conceived by Chris Rock. It's awesome. I'm in. Amazing. I'm in. 
And Key and Peele, people forget when if you would have said that about Jordan Peele years ago, right? People would be like, the funny guy, he's gonna make a horror movie. Exactly. So I think we're in line for another one. Oh, I love it so much, you guys. That uh, that saw guy, we've had him on the show a couple of times. Mm-hmm. So do you do you want to play a game? That guy. Yeah. yeah. Best voice in all of moviedom. Doesn't he always call people Bubba? That's not him. Um, <laughs> however, here's the thing when you have that saw guy in, Tobin Bell, and uh-huh. he's literally sitting across from you doing a interview. It would be hard to essentially hang up on him like Kevin has been known to do in the past to say a Brooke Shields, to a Bono, to a uh, Paul McCartney. Because mm-hmm. he's literally sitting across from you. You see his <laughs> hey. mouth moving. Yeah. I believe we have two versions. Let's go first really? with, uh, with the one with the commercials in it. So you'll hear him taper out. Delvin, thank you for coming in. We oh, appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Thank, thank you, you very much. Happy to be on K Rock. Close your windows. So here's the thing. You're who like, knows what he you're says, like, oh, right? Yeah. Who knows what he said? He couldn't have been saying something so beautiful and earnest about his deep love for radio, could he? Delbin, thank you for coming in. We appreciate oh, it. It's a pleasure. Thank Thanks you for very time. much. I'm happy to be on radio. <laughs> That's what he said when Kevin interrupted him. With Technically no longer on radio. I, I never have been able to, and I hate to talk about the boy, R.I.P. Kevin, when he's not here, but what is Kevin in such a hurry to get to Very that's busy. more important than talking to, in this case, Tobin Bell? Mm-hmm. Literally sitting across from you, his mouth is still moving, and you decide, well, he's done. <laughs> I still hear words, and I see the mouth hole moving. Cut him oh, off. Amazing, you guys. Well, I hope he's part of the new uh, Chris Rock version. Oh, me too. Oh, yeah. He's, oh, I'm like, just a douchebag. Oh, oh well, wow. I, I mean, that's... If you want to say it, Kevin, we couldn't. But... Uh, oh, dear. Um, so, Selena Gomez is concerned about the terrible effect of social media and the effect that it has on her generation. And she says she's advocating taking breaks from the platform. By the I way, believe, uh, excuse me, I don't want to interrupt, but mm-hmm. I believe Beer Mug talked to her about that recently Did on he? the red carpet. Okay. Yes. Selena, Selena, over here. Selena, Selena, God damn it. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I didn't, get it. Okay. didn't get it. All right, all right. Um, she's just really concerned, and she says she's scared when she looks at the exposure of young girls and boys on the platform. She said, they're not aware of the news or anything going on. It's selfish. I don't want to say selfish because it feels rude, but it's dangerous for sure. For my generation specifically, social media has been terrible. And, and this she, was in an interview in the New York Times? Uh, this was, uh, she was in Cannes, I believe, doing a movie. Oh, but, I thought she posted it on social media. I thought that was going to be the joke. <laughs> that backfired. <laughs> stupid. Uh, but asked what she could do to improve social media environment, given her large following of 150 million followers. Uh, Selena said it's impossible at this point to make it any safer. So she's like, just be out. Which well, is, then she should have to forfeit her account. I think she's talking about taking breaks from the platform. I think she should forfeit her account. Okay. All right. Uh, Muggs got to her again. Oh, and, really? And did discuss this Excellent. issue with Selena Gomez. Okay. Selena! Mm-hmm. Selena! Miss Gomez, Selena! <laughs> God damn it! Oh, he just got so close in that one. So close. Oh, <laughs> unfortunate. Um, so, Bean, you watched Taylor Swift on Ellen yesterday. I mean, I I happened to check it out. You taped it and watched it a few times, right? 
Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to just keep it a bean. <laughs> Look, it's extremely rare that Taylor Swift does a live interview. Right. Extremely mm-hmm. rare. So I, I was excited to see it. Pretty little face. Well, Thank you can you, imagine buddy. my horror when I saw this article. Taylor Swift warned by Sleep Association to protect her cats during sleep eating. And I thought, my God, did she tell Ellen she tries to eat her cats <laughs> when she's sleep eating? Apparently, that's not what she said. But she did say um, that she basically does involuntary raids of the kitchen at night, and she sleep eats. I I would like to suggest it's been a while since we've done the phone topic of things that people do when they're asleep that Mm -hmm. they have no memory of in the morning. Because there are people who get dressed and leave the house. There are people who drive. Obviously, there are lots of people who eat. Uh, people who uh, rub strawberry ice cream on the walls. Yep. And there's a lot of mm-hmm. stuff people do when they're sleeping. Even Absolutely. assault. It's true. People do that. I mean, you, you made it ugly. No, but that's we true. We were having fun. Justin. I'm not even we saying illegal. I'm just saying that people touchy get all weird and, and strange in their sleep. Okay. Yeah. But here's why this article is out. It was from The Blast because they spoke with a rep from the American Sleep Association that they warn anyone experiencing behaviors like Taylor Swift to take precautions for not only themselves, but their loved ones. And in this case, her cats, Olivia. And her cats aren't that cute. <gasps> Olivia Benson, Meredith Grey, and the newest one, Benjamin Button. Because you don't want to, A, self-harm by falling down the stairs, dead asleep, mm-hmm. going to get, you know, something from the fridge. And you don't want to step on your kitty cats. No. Yeah. So... When I see a, an article that says Taylor Swift warned by Sleep Association to protect her cats during sleep eating, it means something totally different from where my head went. It's all I'm saying. You know, I like Taylor Swift. Oh, okay. Beyond cute. She's oh. really tall. You know, uh-huh. it's not going to go for me, that's for sure. That's probably um, the only reason yeah. she's not <laughs> going That's it. Yeah. Strict, uh, strict height policy is all <laughs> that would keep her from Rodney. If he was just taller, mm-hmm. he'd be with her. Oh, some Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. you sing incredibly wonderful pop rock crossover country song. Quite a compliment. Mm-hmm. Wow, that is nice. All right, I'm, I'm going to ask for the clip just because I love it so much of the woman freaking out watching her video and realizing that she had a new cat. It's the greatest thing ever. It would be really good if I could find it in a hurry. Oh, oh. man. No, no, hang on. Hang on. Oh. Here we go. I got it. This is, okay. Yeah, you're right. She's on Instagram, and she's watching the me video, the song with Brandon Yuri, and she realizes, oh, my God, another cat. <gasps> another cat! No way! <laughs> yes! Did she get another cat? Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Oh, she figured it out. She, she brings me so much joy. I gem. love her. And by the way, is, is Taylor the only one who thinks Benjamin Button was a great movie? I don't. Yeah, I was. I was wondering where that comes from. Does she think that the cat looks old and is young? Like uh, that? She didn't. She didn't say that. She just said on Ellen that Benjamin Button is such a great movie, and Ugh, it just seemed oh. like a weird choice twenty years later. Yeah, why to so like soon? a movie so much that you would name a pet after it? And I don't. I just don't remember people being blown away by that movie beyond the the prosthetic. Yeah, the visual the way they, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the visual effects were supposed to be. But wasn't the movie itself kind of boring yeah it's not it's not good yeah (laughs) yeah it's a weird weird choice to name your cat i think now she will make benjamin buttons more famous from the name than the movie did you know what i mean t swizzle fans are renting it 
getting T-shirts. Well, Allie, the face. be happy to know she did say Killing Eve is her favorite show. So hopefully, a lot of new new people will start tuning into that. Well, too. listen, she can't be wrong about everything. So, congrats, Killing Eve is a fantastic show. Some birthdays for you. We've got Pierce Brosnan, Chris Novoselic, Megan Fox. Being from Tennessee, are you as big as, of a fan as Paramore as I am? That's a good question. It's a great question, Dave. <laughs> yes, great Megan. question. Janet Jackson, Tori Spelling. I don't know. Ask Tori Spelling's mom. Okay. David Boreanaz <laughs> and Danny Trejo. And that's what's happening. Thank you, Allie. A 5 p.m. commercial-free hour. You got it. Thanks to a random act of helpfulness from the SoCal Helpful Honda dealers. Tomorrow, we thought we'd come on back and do a fry yay show Day for you. Uh, we got a new edition yeah, of... New edition of uh, Bean Makes His Guess on the program tomorrow. There is a controversy in one high school over school pranks that have gone wrong. And by the way, this won't surprise you guys, knowing me that I'm the get off your lawn guy. I'm I'm over school pranks. But you hate pranks. I, not, I hate yeah. pranks in general, yeah. yeah. I think most school pranks are just messy and practically vandalism, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> You're just creating work for other people if you have a school prank. But we'll discuss on the program tomorrow. Also, with Game of Thrones getting ready to wrap up this uh, weekend with Veep just finishing last weekend, we thought it might be a good time to visit the worst television season finales of all time. I know a lot of people are going to say Dexter, but I think there's some that are even worse than Dexter was. So we got that on the program tomorrow. Also, Keep It 100 will do because it's Friday. Give you a chance to pick some music to head into the weekend and more tickets for the K-Rock Weenie Roast, Beach Party, and Luau as well. That's all here on a Friday. See you Day. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.